What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Are you familiar with tax rates, tax brackets? Do you know where you fall in the IRS tax brackets? If you're retired, do you understand how Social Security is taxed? Is it taxed the same way? What if you sell a house or a stock in retirement? Is that considered income? Does that impact your Social Security? Or does capital gains from sales get taxed differently? Finally, what if you want to do a Roth conversion? Does that impact your taxes on Social Security? Does it impact your Medicare costs? We're going to talk about all of these questions, and I've titled this The Four Must-Know Concepts, Tax Concepts in Retirement. And because taxes are such an exciting topic, I'm going to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining me. Oh, Dan. We're going to talk taxes today. Again. Again, yeah, we do, we do shows, we, you know, there's a whole po- um, list of podcasts that we've done. I'll put it up here for the viewers on YouTube about taxes. They can watch those. Um, and I'll reference some other shows throughout. But before we start, what I have to do, as always, Tony, I'm going to bring in my uh, son, Jonathan. Let's see what he has to say. Dolphin Financial Group does not provide tax advice. See a CPA for tax advice. And at the end, a big, huge gator comes up behind him. That would have made the, <laughs> that would have made yes. the video more exciting. Yeah, that was in my backyard. There's a little retention pond there, and there are gators back there. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there are from time to time. So we're gonna talk taxes. We do tax planning at Dolphin Financial Group, but we do not do tax prepping, which is different. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. But let me begin with a quick question for you, Tony. And this is uh, listeners that are listening at home on Spotify or wherever, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Think about this. A retired couple earning $100,000, what tax bracket are they in? Do you have any idea? Um, <laughs> no. Are they in the, they're not in the highest are they? What is the highest tax bracket? What is a tax bracket? See, I'm not these, sure. People think that, like this is a common question. It's a simple question. Right? Yeah. It should be a simple answer, but it's not. So what I'm going to do for those that are watching, I'm going to reference um, IRS stuff. Here's a, this is all from the IRS website. There's a, they talk about inflation adjustments for the tax brackets, which I'll get to in a moment, but I'm going to also bring up this actual publication. Let me bring it up now, Tony. You're going to love this. Okay. Wow. There it is. So that's the front page for the viewers. You get, you can see this for the listeners. I'm sorry, but the front page is probably the most boring front page of a document you could ask for. There's no bold. There's no fancy fonts. There's no pictures. It's just numbers, (laughs) tax form and instructions. (laughs) So I'm going to skip through to the section that we are concerned with. They're going to be in the 24% tax bracket. Oh, is, oh, so you're you're already you're already changing your your tune here. You you already now you know. Now well, you I'm know. just saying I'm just saying I think they're in the 24%. Okay, 
So if we look here at the bottom, oops, let's go back a page. This says the tax rates for 2023. So yep. we're not looking at last year, but right. right now we're in February, March of 2023. People are doing their taxes for 2022. The tax rate tables have changed, which is great. So this is the tax tables for 2023. Okay. And then we're looking at married filing jointly, because that was my question to you. How much, what tax bracket is a hundred? If you have a hundred thousand of income as a married couple, what tax bracket you are, are you in? Well, then and they the might answer, be 22%. The answer is, well, let's look. Married if taxable filing. income is below 22,000, then it goes from 22,000 to 89,450. Then it goes from 89,450 to 190,750. So this is where they'd be, correct? Yep, 22% tax. Right, 22% right. tax. Yeah, there you go. If they were single and had $100,000, if you were single, then it's 24. It would be different. Yeah. I will say this. That is not the correct answer. I've gotten you. I tricked you. Right? How? Okay. So concept number one that I want people to understand, mm -hmm. and you know this, the tax code is a progressive tax code. Right. And what a lot of people just don't comprehend it's because you never taught this. I mean, maybe you were in high school, but people don't do this. And, and those that hire someone to do their taxes, they're often just ignorant to this fact. They let's suggest that your taxable income was a hundred thousand. Okay. You would theoretically fall in a 22% tax bracket, but you wouldn't pay $22,000 in taxes because it's progressive. So here on this table, this is the IRS table, which I like it says, you pay 10% of the taxable income below 22,000. Then for income between 22,000 and 89,450 for a married couple, you pay $2,200 plus 12% of the excess over 22,000. So let's continue on. If you have 100,000 of taxable income, you would pay $10,294 plus 22% of your income above 89,450. We'll make it 10 right. for fun. So you'd pay only 22% on $10,000, $10,550 to be the exact. So what people think is if I'm in the 22% tax bracket as a married couple, all of our income is taxed at 22%. And that's not correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, first, I was wrong on that one. Right. The first 22,000 is taxed at 10%. From 22,000 to 89,450, that's taxed at 12%. And then anything between 89,450 and 190,750 is taxed at 22%. And so on up to 24%, 32% tax bracket, 35% tax bracket, and the top tax bracket in 2023 is 37%. And that starts at 100 and uh, anything over 693,750. So for married couples making between 90 and 190, they're in the 22% tax bracket or less. So that means their effective tax is going to be less. Hmm. Right. You see how they're only paying 10% on the first 22,000. Yep. So that's directly from the IRS code. And that's 
concept that I wanted people to understand. Income tax is, is a progressive tax. Your income is taxed at multiple rates. Mm. People just, that concept is foreign to a lot of people. So that's number one. I want people to know different amounts. Why don't they simplify it and just have it a flat rate? At oh, a flat level. tax, Tony, you're on the flat tax bandwagon. No, no. Did I hear, did I did. you hear that folks? Tony's on. The I meant at each level. I meant it within each level. It's still a progressive tax because the more you make, the more you pay, but just have, have those, you know, over this amount is 22%. Over this amount is 24 Well, that's what they have. They just, and the numbers have changed. So last year in 2022, those numbers were different. And they've been pegged to inflation. And we had the, the high, one of the, I think it's 7% increase in the bracket. Um, so people call, call it bracket creep. I think all brackets are creeps. But you could find yourself making the same amount of income and then inflation kicks in and now all of a sudden you're in a higher tax bracket because the tax brackets haven't changed, but your income has gone up. That's what's happened with like the social security death benefit of $255 flat. If you die, social security gives you $255 to bury you. That was great in 1940, but today that doesn't pay for a card and some flowers. So that wasn't pegged to inflation, but the tax brackets are, and we've seen them increase about 7%. They've gone up. So that means you can make 7% more income and be taxed at the same rate, which is a good thing. Now, the concept also that, that I wanted to throw out is that there's a standard deduction. So just because the couple makes 100000 doesn't mean that all of that's taxable. They can take their deductions. Now, most people take the standard deduction, which is increased by the largest amount since 1985, according to the Wall Street Journal, the standard deduction is 27700 So back to our example, Tony, $100,000 of income minus the standard deduction leaves us $82,300. That's what's taxable. And that is at the, 20, is at the 12% tax bracket, not the 22% ah, tax bracket. Got it. So it was a trick question. Um, depending how you answer, but you got them, you got it wrong no matter which way you look at it. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> so that's the first concept. I want people to understand how the tax brackets work. Yep. Now, concept number two that I think is important for retirees to know is what about Social Security? Is it all taxed? No. And then there's this concept of provisional income. Now, we've done an entire show on the taxation of Social Security. I think multiple shows. I'll put them up here for the viewers on YouTube. If you're interested in learning how Social Security is taxed, watch that. But I'm going to go through it very briefly here that I think it's important for people to understand. Social Security is income, and you pay tax on it. So don't, don't shoot the messenger, Tony. You know that some people don't think Social Security should be taxed. Right. I think most people feel that. Way. Right. <laughs> well, no one wants any taxes, right? right. Until well, yeah. you see the repercussions of that. But Social Security is taxable. It's based on your income, provisional income. How is provisional income calculated? It's your gross income, like the normal stuff, adjusted gross income, plus non-taxable interest. So municipal bonds, I don't pay tax on it. Yes, you do when it comes to this formula. And then they only take half of your social security. So that's called your combined income with the IRS or provisional income. So 
social security, not all of it is considered income when it's creating this formula. Only half of it counts toward it. So if all of your income is social security, you're not going to get taxed on it. Here's a, here's a married couple again, our 100,000 um, income couple. If their total provisional income is between 32,000 and 44, then half of their social security benefits is taxable. Um, if they make less than 32,000, then they don't pay any tax on their social security income. This is federal now, okay? So let's imagine that the couple had $50,000 of, of joint social security income. That's not unreasonable in today. Um, someone's, they're both on social security, they're getting 50,000 and they get, they take, you know, 10,000 from their IRA every year to make up the difference. So they have 60,000 of income. How much is the tax? They don't pay any tax on their social security because their provisional income is half. Ooh, ooh, that's a good, so, so their provisional income is half of their, their social security, which is 25,000. And then they take an extra 10,000 from their IRA. All of a sudden, now they're at 35,000. Ooh, they're in that tax bracket. So now they will pay social security tax. So this is why it's important for people to understand how social security is taxed, because what you do with your other income can subject your social security income to taxes. So again, it gets tricky. It gets tricky. So it's important. And so that's I, where you come in, right? That's right. And we do a lot of discussions on social security. But like I said, I did that show on social security. I'll put the social security playlist up here for those that missed it. That's a very important concept. For so people. depending on how much you make up to 85% of your social security can be taxable. Yes. In certain situations. Right. But for some people, none of their social security is taxable. So that's a big one. That's and that's, that's on a federal level. Yes, and some states state, don't tax social security. Some states tax social security income. Yeah, it's important to know this. So that's the second concept I wanted people to know that social security is not taxed the same way as your regular income. Does Florida tax social security? Income? Does Florida tax blank? The Any, answer is no. Yeah, that's cigarettes, Tony. In your case, they tax cigarettes. That's a federal. I federal. don't smoke. No, never have never touched one. So, but uh, Minnesota where I'm from, uh, they definitely do tax social security. Someone's got to pay for the pond maintenance throughout all those 10,000 plus ponds. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it lakes that you call them? It's lakes. Okay. Concept number three, capital gains. Okay, Dan, we're a retired couple. We've held some stock. We bought some shares of Google at IPO. And now we're selling them. We've held it for more than a year. Let's say we've held it for 10 years. How does that impact it? Do I pay tax on that? (laughs) Um, Let's go back to now. Keep in mind, this is not income. This would be considered capital gains. So it's taxed at a capital gains rate rather than income. Yes, So it's not considered ordinary income, which is what those tax brackets are for. If you look, if we go back to this, um, I'm hoping I can find it quickly. Let me, um, let me go. Um, Tax the, they have in here, they should have the, the um, capital gains tax brackets, which is different than the ordinary income tax brackets, which everyone's familiar with and capital gains. They are 
treated much more favorably, luckily, meaning you don't pay ordinary income tax on your capital gains. So let's say you sold a stock that you've held for longer than a year. And um, let me just remove that because I didn't see that capital gains tax bracket on there. I'll put, I'll bring that up in a moment. Ta- capital gains in the case of this married couple, it's, I believe about 85,000 or less in capital gains pay zero capital gains tax. I did an entire show. I'm going to put it up here on capital gains and how that works. This is huge for retirees because if you sell something for a gain, that's different than if you take stock from your IRA. IRA distributions, ordinary income, selling stock or house for a capital gain is taxed at a different rate. It's not considered ordinary income. And for a joint couple, that capital gain tax rate can be zero or if it's above, say, 85000 or close around there, it's taxed at 15%. And then the highest capital gains tax rate, regardless of income, is 20000 So, or 20%. So, even if you're making millions of dollars and you sell something, you're only going to pay and you have a gain. You're only going to pay 20% max. For many retirees, the capital gains rate is zero. And I thought that you said the limit was 85,000 before it starts to be taxed. I thought it was much, much higher. No. In fact, I will, I will bring up the um, 20, 2023 capital gains rates. And I'm looking at Is that it right different now. than inheritance then, because I heard like you have to, if you inherit like a, like a, a home or a farm, if you have somebody pass away and you're listed the inheritance, I thought it had to be like in the millions before you had to pay. That's a state, that's a state taxes. That's oh, okay. different. Okay. The state taxes. Yeah. That's, you know, 12, 12, uh, you know, 12 million or so per person. So 24 million. We're talking about if you sell an item that you bought and held sure. it for longer than a year, the key is a year. Because if you sell it for less than within less than a year, then it's short-term capital gains, which is ordinary income tax rates. Ah. Here we're talking long-term capital gains. Sure. And for a married couple filing jointly, the level is from zero dollars capital gains up to eighty-nine thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So eighty-nine thousand two hundred and fifty dollars of capital gains is taxed at a zero percent tax rate That's in twenty twenty three. And that, that's good for retirees. That's real good for retirees. So if you have some sort of property or some sort of uh, stock portfolio and you're like, I need income, but you know, I don't want to pay taxes. You can, you could sell 50,000 and get gains of 50,000 and pay zero tax. If your income, again, your income is below 89,000. People just don't get that concept. Oh, capital gains is for the rich. No, you, you don't pay any, you could, I mean, so this, so when you're talking about retirement planning and where am I going to get income from capital gains is a big part of that conversation, which I think people are missing. Unbelievable. So fourth and final key concept I want people to be aware of in retirement for taxes is Roth conversions. We hear a lot about it. We've done shows on Roth conversions. They, I mean, they're a big thing and I'll put the show up here for those that are watching on YouTube. 
here's a factor that people don't necessarily consider. They understand, okay, if I take money out of an IRA and convert it into a Roth IRA, I have to pay taxes on whatever I convert. So I take 50,000 out of my IRA. I got to pay Uncle Sam ordinary income tax. So that counts as ordinary income. I'm retired. I don't have any income. I just took 50,000 out of my IRA, ordinary income tax. Now am I paying tax on my social security? Probably. So you have to be strategic about Roth conversions, social security timing, capital gains. You have to do this all work together. But one thing that people miss when it comes to Roth conversions is they get the idea, I'll pay taxes now and then I never have to pay taxes on my Roth in the future. And they do some math. They think, oh, tax rates are going to be higher in the future, which I agree. But there's something they miss. And that is it can impact your health insurance costs. Not only for those under 65 that are on the Affordable Care Act subsidy, because the subsidies count income. Roth conversion would be considered income on your on your subsidy calculation. So all of a sudden you're converting Roth or saving money on taxes, but now your subsidy's gone because you did a big Roth conversion. That could be tens of thousands of dollars. For those that have no idea what I'm talking about, subsidies are available for health insurance for people that don't get it through work. And they're under 65. But, okay, Dan, I'm a retiree. I'm on Medicare. I don't have to worry about those silly subsidies. There's a cost for Medicare. Part B has a premium. Part D has a premium. And there's a little thing called IRMA, income-related monthly adjustment amount. That is based on income. Your Part B and your Part D costs to the government are based on your income. For most people, it's 160 something dollars. But once you get above a certain level, we did a whole show on this too, on Irma. I'll put it yeah. up there. You need to know that. Good old Arch Irma. Right. Roth conversions impact your costs for health insurance. Very important concept for retirees. So in a nutshell, Tony, taxes are complex. They're not as simple as you would hope. You need to know the difference between tax preparation and tax planning. Tax planning is, here's my numbers, here's my forms, tell me what I owe, tell me what I'm going to get back. That's tax prep. You do that, people, accountants do that. Tax planning is different. Tax planning is, hey, Dan, I know you're not going to do my taxes, but talk to me about where this income's coming from and how I could do it strategically. Talk to me about capital gains. Talk to me about Roth conversions. Talk to me about how it all fits together for retirement income because my objective is to give the tax documents to my my CPA or my tax person and not pay the government more than I need to. What can you do as a tax planner to help me reduce my tax bill? This is important. So if you know these four concepts, you're ahead of the game. Because when you have that conversation with whoever you do your taxes with or your current financial advisor should be having conversations with you about these four concepts, knowing that number one, I'll put them back up, uh, income tax is progressive. So you're paying at different levels. Number two, not all of Social Security has to be taxed, knowing that tax, that Social Security is taxed differently, hugely important. Understanding capital gains tax and how beneficial that could be. That could be, that's probably the least understood. And then finally, Roth conversions are sound great, but there's a huge tax implication beyond tax on the income that you convert. It impacts other things like health insurance costs. There it is, Tony. 
I kept you awake. You did. I managed to, with my cold and everything, I, I stayed focused, right? You know, I get a lot of comments on these videos, and one of the big comments is, Tony doesn't talk enough, and he's got the better voice. Dan does all the talking, but Tony's got right. the better voice. But to the listeners that are listening today, Tony does have a cold, so that's why I was yapping so much. But yeah, I do today take that you have the better voice. Yeah, today you have the better voice, Dan, and you've got oh, like, you've got gonna, you've got this. I'm gonna clip that and I'm gonna replay that. That's gonna be the intro every time, Tony. Well, <laughs> just on today's show, everybody, get thinking about your taxes. I know it's early in 2023 but it's not early enough to start planning the rest of the year for taxes. Yes, 2022 is over. There's not much you could do there. You could start planning your taxes for 2023. That's the message. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.